Let's get into our final conversation for this morning in our health and wellness feature today. We're looking at the issue of menopause and we're joined by uh, Dr. Mpumi Zenda, who is um, also known as Dr. Gaini, a highly experienced up Gaini and sex- sexologist. Dr. Zenda, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Kathy. How are you this morning? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for making time for us. And Soleil Bed is the brand, Global Brand Education Manager for Environ Skin Care. Uh, good morning, Soleil. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, you know, I, I was looking at this and I think I thought, um, especially our topic today, you know, menopause and the impact um, of menopause on women's skin. Uh, number one, I don't think we have enough conversations about menopause in general. And yet <laughs> it's something that socially women speak about quite a lot, actually. You know, it's a, it's a running joke among women about women being in seasons of their own or going through their own summers. But, you know, but nobody really <laughs> takes the time to explain what what is this all about? What is this issue of temperatures and heating and what what goes into it? And, and so I'm really excited that we're having this conversation just as, as a starting point. So, Dr. Zenda, let's talk about menopause. What is menopause and how can we better understand it? Right. So menopause is actually a, what we call a retrospective, I don't want to say diagnosis because it then assumes that it is a disease. First and foremost, menopause is not a disease. It's not, um, it's just a natural transition of the reproductive system of women where it is the cessation, it's the final cessation of your menstrual period um, as well as the bulk of the reproductive side of you as a woman. We know that you have menopause when you have missed 12 consecutive menstrual periods. Um, Then we say we've menopause. That's why I say it's a retrospective. You look back and say, oh, I have menopause. Um, An area perhaps that we, we often don't speak about a lot is the perimenopausal period. So the perimenopausal period can last for years and it happens before this one year of no period has happened. Um, and people can start actually experiencing all the menopausal symptoms um, even during the perimenopausal phase. All right. And, 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 and this phase that takes place in a woman's lives, what are the ages um, that we're looking at? What are the symptoms that women can anticipate? Sure. So typically the age is between 48 and 52 years of age with an average of 51. But it also does depend a lot on your family history. So if your 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 mom, first degree relative, um, went into menopause a little bit earlier or a little bit later. So you can find people on either side of the spectrum of the 48 and 52, and that would still also be considered normal. Um, and in terms of the symptoms, um, there is a number of symptoms that kind of creep in a little earlier compared to others. So, for example, one of the first uh, cardinal signs is that people will start having um, missing their period. So you have a period for two months, you miss it for two, three months, and then you have it again. But other things that then start um, 
coming up is what you call vasomotor symptoms, which is what we commonly known as hot flushes or hot flushes. Um, those are generally mm. associated also with insomnia, so difficulty in, in sleeping. Sometimes people will even experience things like sleeping ap- sleep apnea. Um, the other mm. big group is the what you call the genitourinary syndrome um, symptoms, which the, these have to do with your genital area changing. As a result of the drop in the estrogen, significant drop in the estrogen, there is significant dryness around um, the vagina. There's dryness, there's uh, vaginal thinning, um, you're more prone to inf- inflammation, and generally people are likely to experience pain and discomfort during sexual intercourse. Um, and then you also have the psychological symptoms where some women may experience depressive symptoms, anxiety, mood swings, um, and, and, and even temporary cognitive changes. Cognitive is basically like your thinking. That's why we're always encouraged um, to play games that stimulate our brain or to do activities that stimulate our brains, especially the older we, we get, because um, that does get, get affected. When we, when women are undergoing the symptoms of, of menopause, Dr. Mpumi, is it always easy to identify or to diagnose as menopause? Um, I would say yes and no. I think our biggest difficulty is, is what you actually alluded to earlier on, which is we are not having the conversation. So whilst people may, every woman, I, gen, I genuinely believe that, they kind of understand and know their bodies to some degree and they can feel when things are changing. But it is perhaps mm. some of the attitudes we still have about having these conversations um, in terms of who do I talk to? Can I speak to my doctor about this? Is this even serious enough? You know, um, and, and, and where I always say to women, as soon as something is affecting your quality of life, it is absolutely worth you talking about it and getting uh, professional help for it. So, the the other thing about menopause, which may be why, again, women don't talk about it, is because it is seen as an indicator of this word that um, most women absolutely do not like, which is age and the fact that, you know, one may well be aging. And how do we begin to, to change that so that, number one, aging is not as stigmatized as it is where it concerns women and get us to a point where we're able to have honest conversations about what the impact of aging on our bodies is. Kathy, I think I'll, I have to agree with Dr. Zender on that point. And it's something that we have to talk about much more often, which is, which is what sits behind uh, why Environ did the uh, consumer insight study that we that we embarked upon this year is to really allow women the opportunity to share how they feel, what they experience. And obviously, we drew many insights from this consumer study. We surveyed over 800 women from South Africa between the ages of 45 and 59 years. And our findings were absolutely um, enlightening in many areas. But it's the the raising of the awareness. It's the opportunity to talk about it. And, you know, I love how Dr. Zender said, you know, it's, and you, I think, said it's it's this running joke we have between each other. It's the hot flush. It's the this. But actually to have the serious conversation about it is important. Mm. So what did your survey discover? What were you asking women? Well, we really wanted to understand 
Um, obviously, from our perspective, from Environ's perspective, being a, a global skincare uh, company, obviously, um, and proudly South African, for those of you that, that perhaps are not aware, we are, we are a locally manufactured, exported globally uh, skincare brand, firmly uh, rooted in medical science, obviously with our founder being um, plastic surgeon, Dr. Des Fernandez. And what it is that we found from our a consumer study is that um, the very interesting thing is that about two thirds of women surveyed have not sought out professional skincare advice or treatments to assist with their concerns. And to build onto what Dr. Zeta said, if it bothers you enough, then you should talk about it. If, it, if, it, mm. if there's something that you experience that is making you feel unhappy, that is making you feel depressed, then you have to talk about it with your healthcare professional or with your skincare professional, obviously, if it's skin related. And when that it was comes the then, it, yeah, and, and, and so when you look at what it is that women had to say about how they felt their skin in particular was affected during, you know, periods of, of, of menopause, what did they say? Um, Kathy, 51% of, of the respondents um, clearly spoke about the fact that their skin feels dry and dehydrated. Now, that's a massive amount. And it clearly indicates that, um, you know, there's a very strong hormonal influence. If we look at the hormonal changes that take place during this perimenopausal phase and then menopause, um, is obviously the changes to estrogen and progesterone and how they over time become, le become less and obviously depleted. And our skin cells have to rely on all of these hormonal influences of which one is to create enough moisture in the skin. And if we don't have part of what the skin cell needs to produce the moisture that is required to make the skin feel healthy, we are going to have the negative effect, which is the dryness and the dehydration. Mm. Dr. Bumi, let me come back. Sure, uh, apologies for that, Soleil, you can c continue. Um, I think the other important part is the word age that you mentioned earlier, and um, more than a third of the respondents indicated, obviously, the concern around, concerns around, typical concerns around aging, which is your fine lines, your uh, deeper lines and wrinkles forming, and very much so the loss of volume. And this is, again, associated with the loss of these uh, um, hormones that we see your estrogens and progesterones, because there is the loss of structural integrity in the skin, which relies heavily on the, the uh, supply of those hormones to the skin cells. Dr. Mpome, let me come back to you and, and then ask, are there clear-cut solutions to... Um, these problems. I know obviously Environ from their perspective will say, look, here is a product range that we believe is, is responsive to these kind of problems. But just your, your view, because the other thing that women often explore is whether or not they need to go and, and take supplements and, you know, get extra estrogen supplements just so that they don't feel you know, that they're completely losing a sense of themselves. Yeah. I mean, that, that, is, that is so important. And um, it goes back to, firstly, 
getting the right information about what is happening to your body because um, when it comes to treatment, it is very much individualized. Um, we, we, we are not only looking at the symptoms that you're having, but we're also looking at are there any other underlying risks that we should be concerned about so that we can decide together with yourself as a client what best suits you. You also have people's beliefs about certain medication. You get women who absolutely are anti-hormone uh, replacement therapy and you mm-hmm. have to then say, how do we work around this and use other modalities um, um, to, 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 to treat? So firstly, get the information about what's happening to your body. Secondly, um, discuss very you know, in, in intricately with your clinician, um, what are the options that are there? We know that hormone replacement therapy is sort of like the cornerstone because you're replacing what is um, missing. But there's also a lot of controversy around, um, you know, who should and who should not take uh, hormone replacement therapy. Who is it good for? What if I've got other things? What if I've got, you know, already had things like osteoporosis, cardiovascular disease, we try and prevent that. Um, things like dementia, um, type 2 diabetic, metabolic syndrome. These are all things that could get worse if you don't get um, the necessary treatment. But also we have to balance it with risk over benefit. Is it just women that suffer from menopause? <laughs> I love I love that question and we, we get it a lot because it almost <laughs> comes from a place of like, why am I to go Why am I to go So um, there's a big difference between what happens to men and women. In, in, in men, yes, they do start getting a decline in their testosterone, which is their um, uh, predominant sex hormone. And, and so they will also experience what we, I mean, it's not even a, it's not even a scientific term. We call it andropause, where they go through these, um, uh, this drop literally as soon as they cross from their like, it starts to drop by a percentage um, every single year. Um, the, dif- the difference, though, is that men don't have that final cessation of being reproductive, so to speak. So if you take a man who is looking after their bodies, um, controlling their stress levels and, you know, active and, and, and in good shape, that guy could be having children all the way to 60s, 70s. You only have to think of a few examples um, in, in in our own spaces in our own country, this is because this is this is this is because men produce sperm every sixty days, so they, it never comes to an end. Whereas for women, we are actually born with all our eggs from the get go. So the depletion that happens over time and over the the the, the years, it's not like you're getting a replenishment um, of of that and. and at any level. So we always say to women, please be watchful and be mindful, even as you decide about things like reproduction, when you want to have children. From around the ages of about 35, our, 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 our estrogen starts to decline and significantly impacts the quality and the quantity. Mm. You lose more eggs in a shorter space. Um, so th- that is essentially the big difference. But yes, men do kind of have some decline in hormone as well that affects their well-being, their sex life, and, and so forth. But it is not to the equivalent of um, a, a woman where we actually get a, a, a proper shutdown in terms of one reproduction 
um, and then later on the menopause, which is then the, the period and, and, and all the other things that happen as a result of that hormonal orchestra. All right. So we're getting ready to conclude this conversation. So Le, let me perhaps come to you, give you the last word. Skin clearly is, you know, a big factor. And we all know that, you know, if you feel like your skin is not looking good, then it, you, your confidence takes a dip, you take a dip, how you see yourself takes a dip. So what should, be, what should we be looking for? And as far as ingredients are concerned in products that we are buying, because let's be honest, things that are out there promise every single thing, <laughs> you know, they, they promise to change your life, you know, in, in a bottle. And often that's <laughs> not the experience. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely do, Kathy. And I think, uh, you know, thanks. That's a really great question. And, you know, being a consumer myself of skincare products and of supplements, etc., I can completely identify with how overwhelming that thought actually is. And I think while the answer may be, Come across as complex I'm going to try and simplify it as much as possible because um, when I said earlier environ skincare philosophy is firmly rooted from a medical perspective coming from you know the history of Dr. Days and all of his research that he's done he is really uh, one of the, the sort of visionaries and the global pioneer of vitamin A and skincare and I think you cannot ever have healthy skin whether you are not yet in your perimenopause or any or, or um, excuse me menopause years you you can never have healthy skin before during after any stage of your life without vitamin a and especially so when it comes to menopause it's so so important to actually get the skin as strong and as healthy as possible before menopause hits because that's really when uh, all of those hormonal changes start creating mm the concerns that we that we so often deal with in in the skincare industry. Um, antioxidants are very important. Peptides are very important because of the supportive roles they play. But if we look at the the hormones specifically and the the the, the effects that the loss of these hormones cause in the skin, we see a massive drop in collagen, about 30% in the first five years of menopause. We see a massive drop in the moisture components in the skin of which hyaluronic acid is a very important component. So we have to focus on products that deliver effective doses of those ingredients. We have to make sure those ingredients get into the skin effectively as well. And that is All where right. environmental philosophy really, really sets us apart. Let me thank you both for your time this morning. Soleil Yobet, who is the Global Brand Education Manager for Environ Skincare, and Dr. Mbumi Zenda, um, who is an Obgen and sex sexologist, um, giving us her insights this morning. Certainly a conversation that I think we need to make more time for in the future. It's time for your latest news headlines. When we continue, we'll wrap it up here at the CSIR in conversation with the Minister of Higher Education and Trading, Bladen Zamande.